Hi, I'm Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Byte. How's it going, everybody? If you can hear my voice, that's right. It's another episode of the all-new Anime A-Team. I am your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths, and today I am taking my two new friends to the movies, where we will watch all our favorite Ghibli films, all our favorite Disney films, all our favorite 3D animated films, and all our favorite 2D animated films, and kind of let them all fight in and decide which is the best. So today, I am joined by the wonderful... Liz Shepard. Woohoo, that's me. That's her. <laughs> that's her. So what has brought you to our wonderful podcast today? Um, well, I am a really big fan of all things Ghibli and Disney, and I just wanted to share my experiences with it. Yes, thank you for coming. And I am also here on my left, joined by the wonderful. Hey, I'm Jessica Marvel. And I'm actually here because I love animation so freaking much. Yes, I feel it. I feel it. So this was originally the anime A-team was called the animation A-team before we started focusing a little bit more inward on anime. But we still talk about uh, our favorite uh, Western animation and alongside it, our favorite uh, anime animation. We cover it all. If it moves because someone made it do so, then we're going to talk about it. So I thought we'd jump right in. I was wondering, uh, what are you guys' favorite Ghibli films? Oh, goodness. Because <laughs> mine has to be Kiki's Delivery Service. That one, that one Just too. because for as early as that came out, the animation, mind-blowing. And uh, I feel like the story just really influenced me and made me feel like it's okay to you know, lose confidence in yourself as long as you find it again. And also, Gigi is super cute. Yes. I love Gigi <laughs> yes. so much. But uh, what, what's your favorite, Liz? Oh, gosh. If you got it, if you have to can pick I, can one. Can I say just one? No, okay, pick two. <laughs> okay, two. Because um, it's hard, I feel yeah. it. I would have to say, as far as top two goes, I would say Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle, which Ooh. are both by Miyazaki. Like, I just adore those. Like, Spirited <sighs> Away. Yeah. The story, the animation, and then Howl's Moving Castle. I'm a sucker for romance, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. So, Jessica, how, which, which, if you had to pick two, we'll, we'll be easy on you guys. Uh, when I was younger, I loved Kiki's Delivery Service. Yay! I think it was the bow and the cat, mostly. Yeah. I mean, as a kid. But yeah. then it grew into Spirited Away because it was just so weird and just so, like... Yeah, I mean, that one was the one that won, like, Academy Awards here in the U.S. versus just the ridiculous amount of awards that it got uh, elsewhere in the world. Um, I Man, Ghibli is just really magical is, like, the only word I can really find for it. Um, I mean, have you guys seen the pictures from, like, the Ghibli Museum in Japan? Yes. Ah, I want to go really bad. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's it's got such significance for, like, Japan as a country because it's like, what do you know about Japanese stuff? You're probably going to say, like, I don't know, anime. They, they do those weird comics and then those movies that I probably watched at one point or another, those Ghibli films. However you want to pronounce that. I, I always say Ghibli. I've uh, heard it both ways. I've heard it yeah. Ghibli, too. Yeah. Um, I'm more uh, leaning toward Ghibli because that H in there. But uh, 
Ghibli, I feel like it doesn't get old, does it? Like, no. we probably all started out as children watching it, but like, if I'm having a bad day, I know how I can cure it is with a uh, Miyazaki film. Yes. One way or another. Um, I And especially, have you guys been into like Hot Topic lately? No, I try to avoid yeah. as much as possible. Okay, well, <laughs> like, well, coming out with like a lot of new House Moving Castle merchandise, oh and there's a T-shirt in there that says "May all your bacon burn." It has calcifer on it. it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they're they're doing pretty good. Yeah, when it comes to merch, so that that's really the only thing that you're missing out on, though, Jessica. You're you're yeah. probably right in that. Uh, Avoiding Hot Topic generally. I'm pretty but, sure most of their products have been the same for the past, like, five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. Edgy <laughs> band shirts. Um, they're they're getting more into, like, anime merch, though, yeah. which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But then but then it's just contributing to, like, what if this is just part of, like, some 14-year-old's weeb phase, and then they're buying all this That's anime true. stuff that they have to hide later on in life. Yeah, but they <laughs> might go off to college, be like, oh, no, I'm not into anime find it in like their closet and be like mm, I might give it another try yeah yeah, yeah. You know. I mean that's that's how it worked for me all throughout high school I was like I am no longer a weeb I swear <laughs> I have denounced my middle school <laughs> weeb ways are. and here I am hosting a podcast about anime <laughs> <laughs> I I came back it's it's like you you can't, can't quit it. it you can't quit uh just can't quit you uh so Ghibli it's oh my gosh I have so many feelings about Ghibli I always thought that Ghibli was like only Totoro for some reason though because like that's the main emblem yeah um what do you guys think about like I know BuzzFeed had a recent article about like people getting Ghibli tattoos oh my god like would you take your dedication that far Probably um, not, no. Probably yeah, not. Personally, I probably wouldn't either. Like, like, I appreciate the Ghibli movies, but not to a point where I'm like, yeah, let's get a tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe, like, an outline I cover up later in life. You know, I'm <laughs> You're old. planning on covering When that Totoro is not so cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one that goes around a lot, is Totoro and then, like, No Face. Yeah. I understand Totoro, but maybe not so much No Face. Yeah. Because, I mean, originally he was pretty unnerving as yeah, a that, child. That would be kind yeah. of strange if you're, like, not into that kind of thing. You see someone with that tattoo and you're like, what are you, what are you into? <laughs> what is this, what is this figure haunting your arm forever? Um, I'm not going to lie, though, guys. I have a confession. I have seriously considered getting a tattoo of Gigi. Okay. That would be I really mean, you cute. you go for it. I see the <laughs> SMH. I see the shake in the heads, but... <laughs> I mean, it was a significant part of my childhood, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, Ghibli. I mean, what faults are we going to try to find here with Ghibli? We kind of can't. If you had to find a fault with Ghibli, what would it be? Um, goodness, that's like, difficult. Um, I know. Like, my fault would be, like, you're not making enough movies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> make, make me some more movies. But, like, with some yeah. of the quality of those movies, it takes time. It yeah, takes it time. Take as much as I would love more. Yeah, I really would. Um, maybe that giant box set that they have, I wish it was less expensive. Oh, I it's know. like, like a dollars. Like books milling, be like, Oh hey, look and it's like, Oh no. Can't afford that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it has everything, even like the really early films that everyone forgets about, like Porco Rosso. Have oh, you guys yep, seen those? Yep. Yeah. Like I actually haven't seen Porco Rosso, but it looks gorgeous. It's just like 
Yeah. What is this about? It's, There's a guy turning yeah, into a pig, and he's a pilot one. also, which I think Miyazaki has down pat with uh, airships and flying yeah, machines. Yep. Anything to do with flight. Um, did either of you see The Wind Rises? Yeah. Yes. How did you guys feel? So this was The Wind Rises. <laughs> Let's preface this. Uh, the Wind Rises was going to be the very last Hayao Miyazaki uh, Ghibli studio film. So he was going to retire. He was going to, I say going to because we, we will get to that. Uh, he can't stay down. Um, so he was going to be like, no, okay, done. Done making films. I'm old. I hand draw every single scene, whether or not I'm the one that's drawing that in the end, he does everything. Um, and that's his life. So understandable, understandable. Okay. So his last film was a biopic, um, animated biopic about um, the man who designed the planes that would eventually be used in like kamikaze strikes uh, during World War II. Uh, even though this man was like very peaceful, he that was became part of his legacy, unfortunately. And he was like a genius about this, but he was very spacey and like not he worked a lot versus uh hanging out with the people in his life, including his dying wife, which makes me wonder if like Miyazaki, are you trying to tell us something? <laughs> Is this why you're justifying your retirement? But it was, it didn't feel like a Miyazaki film. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like I'm used to more of, the, like, the story elements. Like, it had yeah. story elements to it. It just wasn't really, like... It didn't have, like, the magical, yeah. unreal things going on. Yeah. There was, like, sequences when the guy had, like, weird dreams. Yeah, like his daydreams. And... Which is, like, what felt the most... Talking to that Italian engineer and everything. Yeah, there was, like, yeah. the weird Italian engineer um it was interesting to me like from a historical standpoint because uh you know we're westerners and we have typically a single view on like world war Two. yeah we're kind of humanizing the people that like we're doing like our idea of destruction from the other side yeah yeah and like we don't really see animated biopics happen. Like, I really can't think of any off the top of my head. I'd probably have to do some really artsy digging to find an animated biopic. But uh, we got one from, like, the animator, Hayao Miyazaki. Um, do you guys think that he should have done something else for, like, his retirement video? Like, his single, like, last thing that he was going to put into the world? Personally, I mean, personally, I would have liked him to do something similar to like Spirited Away with like the fantastical creatures and all that. But at the same time, I can still appreciate The Wind Rises for like its animation because it was gorgeous. Yeah. It was really pretty. Like doing all the fancy animation of all the planes and all just looks like so flowy and yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone can argue that it wasn't a gorgeous film. We were just all kind of confused about it yeah. for a little bit we were like oh i i sat down ready for uh whimsical adventure and i mean before he really did something like that he kind of had built up his reputation so it's like hey they'll watch this anyway and kind of like acknowledge its existence yeah yeah so uh the wind rises was a film that was all miyazaki but it didn't feel like a miyazaki film 
So some Ghibli puts out uh, films that are whimsical and have magical creatures, but they just miss that Miyazaki touch when he's not involved. Like, how did you guys feel? Did you either of you guys uh, see the Arietti movie? Yes. No, I'd only seen clips. How did you, how did you feel about the Arietti movie? Liz? I actually really enjoy it. Like, I think it's cute. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, I mean, I know it's based, like, off of The Borrowers, so, I mean, it's not Japanese-based, really, as far as, like, the story goes, but it's still got that fantastic feeling to it of these small people living in this guy's house. Yeah, yeah. No, I I did really like that one. That was one of the ones that I was like, I feel like Miyazaki came in on a couple nights and was like, guys, we should should do it like this. Yeah. (laughs) Animate it like this. This is how it should go. But uh, one that I definitely feel like didn't have the magical Miyazaki touch was, uh, like, Tales of Earthsea. That one I haven't seen yet. Okay. Um, (laughs) Getting there. What's another one that he wasn't involved with um, that Ghibli produced? When Marnie Was There was the most recent one. That one I actually liked. Yeah? Yeah. Did it feel like a Miyazaki film, though? Miyazaki film, no. Like, far from it. (laughs) Yeah. What... What constitutes a Miyazaki film, do we think, then? Like, for me, there's a strong female protagonist. Yeah. A skew toward, like, protection of nature and preservation of nature. And uh, no real explanations as to why the world is like it is. It's just there. Just do it. And, like... um, I, did, I wrote it. I'm able to list this off so easily because I wrote a paper about Miyazaki <laughs> last year. Nice. Um, but I feel like he focuses a lot on to um, like his villains are never just totalitarian villains that are horrible. They they have reasons. They're uh, not black and white. Like uh, um, Princess Mononoke, Lady Eboshi, she. Yeah was an awesome character, but arguably the villain of our story. Um, but I really liked her. Um, and then even uh, Sen, uh, our Princess Mononoke, she uh, was our protagonist, kind of, but at the same time, she was just doing kind of what she wanted to. Um, but so now we've talked a little bit about, like, how much we love Miyazaki and how much we're going to miss his films. Um, let's talk about the future of Ghibli, which will involve him because he won't stay <laughs> retired. Um, so Hayao Miyazaki has canceled his retirement for a first CGI animated movie that he has worked on, like Ghibli films. And how you shook your head. How do you feel? I'm sorry. I don't like CGI movies at all. Well, I mean, like some of them are okay, but like to take like his art style is just so beautiful and nice. But to put it on something like that, I'm just like, oh, I'm not sure how it's gonna translate. Yeah, which which is something that we're going to have to see. So Miyazaki, this was the sixth time that he was like, I'm done. The Wind Rises is gonna be my last thing. I'm I'm done, guys. I swear. Um, Lol, nope. Uh, He canceled that again. Um, in order to make Burrow the Caterpillar, the movie. Hmm. 
It's the story of a tiny, hairy caterpillar, so tiny that it may easily be squished between your fingers. It's a tale he's been planning for almost two decades. Um, the director first mentioned plans for the story prior to 1997's uh, similarly nature-focused Princess Mononoke. So um, in the past, he's um, mostly done, obviously, uh, 2D animation, hand-drawn animation. But uh, now it's this one's going to be entirely um, CG, which he's worked with CG, but uh, as one probably will... Um, it was first used in Spirited Away, but um, what what do you guys think about a uh, entirely CG Princess Mononoke? I mean, I don't really have Feelings. anything against like CG animation, but at the same time, Miyazaki has that unique art style, like the two D animation. That's that's what I really like, and just imagining a fully CG Miyazaki production. I I mean, if he's had it in his mind for, like, 20 years, he's probably, like, done his practice, really started building it up, trying to, like, get the perfect, like, art style and everything. But, like, he's really going to have to, like, pull it out to get it, man. Yeah, so you guys feel like that his art style won't be able to translate to CG? Like, uh, but it was used in Spirited Away. But could you tell? I mean, you couldn't really tell too much. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like a big like, hey, yeah, CG. You wouldn't, you <laughs> he wouldn't, was, he was you wouldn't look it. at the film and say like, yeah, this was a CGI heavy film, or yeah. this definitely utilized CGI. Um, so before we get into talking about uh, CGI, because we have uh, apparently many feelings about that, which is exciting. <laughs> Um, so there are currently two movies, um, premiering in Japan, which we touched on on the last episode here at the Anime A-Team. Um, and those two films are, uh, a Ghibli film, The Red Turtle, and a non-Ghibli produced film, Your Name, um, which is doing amazing. But Red Turtle is not doing so amazing alongside this other film. So Red Turtle was Ghibli plus a French animation studio plus a Belgian animation studio, something I like that. It was Dutch. Yeah, I think it was Dutch? Dutch, something like that. Okay. Well, there's there's a lot of uh, European influence in this yeah. film, which makes me wonder if that's why it's not doing very well. Um, in Japan, because uh, Western audiences seem to like it, but uh, nope, it's not. It's not doing that well. What did you guys think of like the trailer? It was honestly hideous. It was hideous. <laughs> that like, is a strong word. Like hideous, but I didn't think it looked that great. Like I looked at it, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> what didn't you like about it? I mean, I just didn't like just looking at it. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like very nice it just it doesn't appeal to the eye quite the same as like their other works yeah yeah i feel it uh the interesting thing too about it is that there's no dialogue in the movie at all oh that's i mean that's mm. as long as they have some good music going like good music and then good story through like the visuals then i don't think that would be too big of an issue do you guys think that the story that's there, it's the guy that's stranded on an island and there's a red turtle involved and he has a family at one point, but then maybe he loses the family? I, 
Amazing. Very compelling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, super it's really compelling. hard to like convey without like vocalization. Yeah, it's all just kind of like movement. So the official uh, Japanese site for the movie is calling it a big hit, but, but it, it's not. It, it's not. Um, so like you guys remember like the BFG recently came out. Yeah. So think just have in your mind how well that did. Yeah. Okay. It's it's pretty much equating to the BFG in Japanese box offices. Um, there's there's a lot. I think part of the problem is there's a lot of good films happening right now in Japan that it has to uh, compete with, including Your Name. But uh, again, I think that part of the problem is that no dialogue and. Yeah. Um, it's it's very unanime in the fact that uh, it's very wide shot oriented. You see long beaches and this man walking down them, or big sea scenes and the turtle swimming through the ocean, versus uh, really getting um, that tendency to see the emotion on people's faces and minute details therein. It's a very wider appeal it feels mm. more western in that way i think but uh will you will you guys see it is the question probably uh, not uh, <laughs> i probably will at some point because my sister like keeps up with all the ghibli <sighs> stuff like owns every single movie up to date so i'm sure at some point she'll sit me down and i'll watch it <laughs> yeah and i'm like if someone shows it to me i'll be like okay movie cool yeah but... <laughs> yeah i'm i'm gonna see it um it just looks really pretty uh, but it, it feels like an art film to me, yeah. Yeah. like one of those artsy films that it's like, you probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> I like the Red Turtle movie. We're bringing back the silent era. Yeah, really. <laughs> Getting experimental all up in there, which really, I think, if anything, it's, it is experimental in that way. Like we're, oh, we're yeah. expecting at some point someone to say something. <laughs> maybe, maybe they made it this way uh, so as not to get lost in translation because it's Dutch- Belgian and Japanese people oh, all yeah. working on this film. Yeah, they were just like, "Let's just take out the script. <laughs> we don't need this. We'll get just, get rid everyone of it. Everyone just draw. We'll make it work. Just draw. Art will prevail." Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think I'm gonna see it. But again, um, I'm way more excited to see "Kimi no Nawa," your name, um, English yeah. title, which has grossed a whopping like the equivalent of. Uh, Ten million dollars in the Japanese box office, for good reason. What do you guys think of it? The trailer. I mean, honestly, I like it. I like the idea of it. But I know, like everyone's gonna hate me for saying it. I was totally on board until I read it was made by the same people that made Five Centimeters Per Second because oh. I do not like that movie. Oh. And so that kind of took down my hype. Okay, elaborate. Why? Why don't you like Five Centimeters Per Second, which I, I thought, thought was it, gorgeous? I thought it was so boring. Like, it was trying to be too gorgeous and artsy. Yeah, like, I could not keep my attention on it. I was just, like, like, I was just looking, but not paying any attention. Okay. Like, that's... Yeah. I kept my attention. Yeah. I mean, uh, before I get into what I think, Liz, what do you think about your name? Um, From, like, the clips I've seen so far and what I've read up on it, I just think it... It seems interesting, so I'll have to, like, 
give it a shot at some point and watch it. But is it like not up your normal anime it, alley? It's or? not really up my normal anime alley, but it still catches my eye to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'll sit down and watch this. Yeah. Let, let me tell you guys, this is exactly up my anime alley. Like <laughs> it's standing there and waiting for me <laughs> to find some way to watch it. Um, because it's it's such a new movie. I doubt that there's even subs at this point. I had to like use my intermediate Japanese skills to decipher exactly what was happening in the trailers. But what's happening in the trailers is the explanation a little bit into the plot, which is pretty light um, for what it is. Uh, it's a very gorgeously animated film. Um, it's about these uh, two people, a uh, guy and a girl, and... Uh, one of them, uh, the guy lives in Tokyo um, in an apartment with his friends. I think he doesn't uh, live with his family, while the girl lives with her family in a rural town. And they're both kind of dreaming of what the other one has. The girl's like, oh, I wish I went to school in a big city. And the guy's like, I kind of just wish I was with my family in like, like a homey setting. And so when they dream, they switch bodies essentially and get to live that life for a little bit. And I guess the big mystery is figuring out, like, A, this is real. B, who is this? C, how do I get to you, maybe, um, to meet each other? And they're kind of working through their own problems through that other person and being like, why do I want this? Because now I'm experiencing the problems that this other person have uh, with that setting, with that lifestyle. Um, super up my alley for anime again i'm it's reaching out to me with a patient hand and i'm waiting to hold that hand tight (laughs) um get really anime about it um really excited to see it um it's it just looks so gorgeous it's like the kind of movie where you know someone took like 60 hours of work on a single teardrop um (laughs) that kind of thing Um, It kind of feels almost like a Ghibli film in that it's so uh, character focused and you can see the little details in like people's rooms and know that, oh, that guy plays guitar that was very purposefully sat there. It's going to be part of the plot instead of just like empty rooms and they probably study in there, but maybe not. We don't really know. Um, So 10 out of 10 for me, I'm I'm definitely going to go see it. Um. I mean, it's it's just, ah, oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like uh, people are calling it a new Miyazaki. Do you guys feel like that's okay to say? Are people allowed to say that? I mean, like, it's like, it is at the same time a compliment to this guy, but at the same time, it is kind of like, hey, he's trying to build his own thing. Don't try to compare him to someone else. Let him build his own legacy. Yeah. I I do feel that way, like, people shouldn't be like, oh, you're the new blank. It's like, "Mm, I'm making my own stuff. it's kind of like replacing Miyazaki, too. Like, oh, he's gone. It's all this guy now. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, you're the new Miyazaki, right? And it's like, what's my name? You don't even (laughs) know my name. Uh, Which I should mention here, the director is uh, Makoto Shinkai. um, And he's our next big name in anime movies. So keep a lookout for uh, what he's producing, except for apparently five centimeters per second. It's okay to not like it. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, it was definitely one of the movies where it was like, look at what we can do with like yeah. this sun flare off of <laughs> the supposed camera lens. Yeah, that it was kind one of, of those online recommendations. Like, yeah, you should totally watch this movie. It looks so good. And it's like, okay, but like, will it keep me entertained? <laughs> yeah. So uh, outside of uh, Miyazaki films, it's often harder to think off the top of your head, like a Japanese film that has really captured someone's attention as much as Ghibli. Ghibli's got it cornered. Like, they've got that. But uh, there is one that sticks out to me, which um, I know, unfortunately, Jessica, you haven't watched. So all the recommendations here. (laughs) But uh, The Wolf Children. Oh, my gosh, The Wolf Children. Too many feels. Too many feels. Like, uh, how how would you explain the feels of Wolf Children, Liz? They're... They're not bad feels. It's not like, you know, anything like too horrible happens in the movie. But towards the end, it's just like you follow this family on their journey. And by the end, you're just kind of sobbing because you're like, I'm just so happy for all of you and figuring out what you want to do with your lives. Yeah, it's a very like real issues, even though it's oh, yeah. it's so it's totally not a spoiler to say um, the issue at hand is that uh this woman meets someone who can turn into a wolf and therefore they have children together and those children can turn into wolves and she is raising them um, and all the issues that come up with that. But not only like issues with I'm raising kids that sometimes turn into puppies um, (laughs) who are equally misbehaved as puppies and children both are. Um, It's also dealing with... uh, Raising kids in general, like that's hard enough <laughs> yeah. as it is. It gets very real. And like, regular kids' development's already like difficult, but it's like, oh, here's this other aspect. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah. kind of like, okay. And she has to keep it secret, of course. So there's no, there's no like online tutorials or like mom <laughs> yeah, groups nothing. on Facebook. <laughs> she's she's alone in that, um, and it's just a gorgeous film mm-hmm. too. Um, there's a scene where everyone's like running through the snow, which I think I people refer back to a lot when trying to recommend people. So definitely check that out, Jessica. I think I, I think you'll like it. Uh, you'll like it better than five centimeters per second for sure. <laughs> so uh, what? Moving on, we're we're traveling westward now and into good old. Europe and North America. Really, just North America for me. I can't think of any, like, European animated films that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that artsy. I'm not that <sighs> hipster. Um, but so what are you guys' favorite Western animated films? Like, it doesn't have to be Disney, but that That's is, of course, what comes to mind when we think of Western animated films. Um. Well, I mean, besides Disney, I'm not really sure if we're, like, counting this or not, but, like, the stop motion pictures, like, Coraline, oh, yeah. Corpse Bride, hey, all yeah, those. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, did anyone see Kubo that in the two strings? So I went and saw that, and there were two other people in the theater <laughs> aside from me and my mom and my sister, which just makes me sad in general. And then in the same week, I found out that a friend of mine has a job at Leica now, which is amazing. Um, But it just makes me sad to think about how much work is put into stop motion films like Kubo and then how many people actually come out and see them in theaters. Kids can't really appreciate that art so much as like adults possibly. And I only Mm -hmm. ever saw like ads for it on like Nickelodeon or like sometimes Cartoon Network. 
Yeah. So it didn't really reach that big of an audience. Yeah, I don't think like Leica films have ever been like trying really hard to be that next blockbuster. Yeah. I think they've always been cult hits. Yeah. Like with Coraline and like yes. Paranorman is probably my favorite from there. Um I really loved Kubo though. Highly recommend seeing that. Um in any way you can, hopefully in a legal way, so that Leica gets some money <laughs> at long last for all that hard work. They made the biggest stop-motion uh, prop ever in this giant skeleton, like 10-foot-tall skeleton. Oh, and then they, like, made animation out of that. Like, yeah. it just blows my mind how much I work. Saw, I saw a thing online, and they're like, yeah, on, like, Coraline, they hand-stitched all of her, like, sweaters and things. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just that. Yeah, that is so much work and such nice touch. Such effort. And, like, I just hope that we all appreciate it the proper amount that it should be. But, uh, yeah, I like adding that in there. It's it's hard then. Um, I'm going to go with maybe my favorite Western animated film as Paranorman then, probably. Because that's, that's right up my alley with spoopy, scary stuff. And especially now that it's Halloween, I've been craving a watch. But uh, what, what's your favorite Western animated film, Jessica? Uh, I don't know. Like, thinking about animated movies lately, I just think of, like, ones from when I was a kid and I haven't seen in forever. And, like, earlier I was thinking, and I was like, oh, I remember this movie, Cats Don't Dance, and I love that movie. <gasps> that I love was, it so much. yes. Who, what studio did that? That was, wasn't that Warner? Know. That was MGM because they made jokes about, the elephant didn't they no. or the lion one or the other uh-huh. i don't know i don't know but that was that was definitely an under the radar one but that was a good one yeah, that was a great movie that was a really great movie um how do you how do you feel are you narrowing it down liz i'm trying um, to um <laughs> let's let's do the two again the two the two okay. if you really because it's hard to choose it's it's all your babies yeah um if i had to pick two I would say Nightmare Before Christmas and then Aladdin. Like, Aladdin is just, I've adored that movie ever since I yeah. was a kid. One. Aladdin's really great. Did you say Mulan? No, I said it's a good one. Oh, it's a good I one. I mean, I do love Mulan. Mulan I also, also love Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. Never watch the sequel. No, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, do yeah. not do that it to yourself. Okay. Don't watch any uh, Disney sequel. I don't know if it was okay even, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you on that one. Um, but... Man, yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought up stop motion because they don't get enough credit. And yeah, now that don't. it's October, everyone should be watching uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas again and getting back in that spoopy mood. But um, that was one's incredible too because of just how long it is. Yeah. And then considering how much work put, was put into that. But um, yeah. So Disney, we we had trouble like staying out of Disney territory when yeah. deciding this, um, obviously, because Disney kind of has this stranglehold on Western animation, which yeah. they they do it well. So yay! But <laughs> but it's very hard to think of like other people, other studios that yeah. have done, uh, especially two D animation aside from Disney. So so then the inevitable question, okay, what's your favorite Disney film? Now that it's it's easier to decide or it's harder to decide. Cuz like now I'm like, oh wait, what is my favorite <laughs> Disney film? Oh wait, I know, it's Lilo and Stitch for oh, sure. Yeah, there one. you go. Yeah. That one's cute. Yeah, it's Lilo and Stitch for me. 
which they they recently released that um the footage of the scene where uh they're like having a dog fight with the spaceships and like trying yeah, to get Lilo back. So the thing was, so Lilo and Stitch uh came out in 2001 mm-hmm. and so right before it released, uh September 11 happened. So the animators had to quickly scramble to change that entire scene because originally that scene was a uh, airplane instead of a spaceship. And it was going through a uh, city. It was going through skyscrapers, not through them, but near them. Mm -hmm. So for obvious reasons, (laughs) they had to change that. But uh, again, it just shows how much work goes into uh, 2D animation like that was one of the films that had all like all the backgrounds were watercolor which I really liked that style and a lot of work was put into that and I love Lilo and Stitch but uh, Jessica fair Disney film uh, I mean like honestly every time it's on I watch The Princess and the Frog yes yeah like I mean you think you get af- like old after a while but I just love it so much yeah that movie needs more credit. It does. Like, oh, that's, that's, so that's that's interesting. You guys might fight me a little bit on the next point I bring up. But before that, Liz, what's your favorite <laughs> Disney just, animated film? I'm still going to have to go with Aladdin. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get just it. I definitely it. get it. That was that was during, like, the Disney Renaissance when they, uh, like, Little Mermaid started it off and, like, all those really great films that yeah. we constantly reference and put on T-shirts today. Yeah. I really like the trend of like putting things on t-shirts again because it just makes shopping that much easier. Um, So interesting point. Um, Moving into, so 2D is very different from 3D uh, animated films, but we don't have as many 2D anymore. Like the movies that we talked about are from that last little push until... Uh, all the films essentially have been CGI. Um, and the kind of the what several articles I've read have said that The Princess and the Frog was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to Disney deciding, OK, we need to do 3D because look how successful Toy Story was. And uh, this was before Disney acquired Pixar. I mean, like, Toy Story is, like, the best thing ever, I know, and everyone loves it, but, like, it doesn't it doesn't mean everything has to be, like, it just gets so successful. Yeah. Disney yeah. totally could have kept up their, like, 2D because their best movies were in 2D. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, their best, but, like... Yeah, this is... I, I mean, I definitely wish, but uh, they, they did have, uh, in the 2000s there, before the switch over to 3D, a couple of, like, eh... Like, I still like them, but they were kind of, like, just box office flops. Like, Home on the Range. Oh, God. You guys, with the cows <laughs> yes. and the horse. Yeah. That was a movie. That was a, <laughs> that was a Disney movie. Um, and, like, Treasure Planet, which oh, I love yes, Treasure yes, Planet. Yes. I really do. Yeah. But um, it just doesn't have that wide audience appeal for yeah. whatever reason. Or, like, the Atlantis films, yep. which, again, See, one like, of my faves. Okay, I know, because I know so many people that love Atlantis. I only watched it once in my life when I was younger, and I just, I did not enjoy it that okay. much. That's fine. That's what a lot of people felt like, which, again, is why it flopped. <laughs> After what? I just have to break everyone's heart on it. 
Jeez, my heart, <laughs> Jessica, no. <laughs> it's breaking. But um, so we, you've already expressed your opinion about CGI. Yeah, you have. So <laughs> you know, my how, how, do you, how do you, Liz, feel about CGI? Uh, see, I'm one of those people who's not really, like, too bugged about animation if a lot of people don't like its style. Like, just to pull from, like, a quick example, like, Ruby right now, its trailer just came out. And a lot of people are complaining about different animation stuff. And I'm one of those people who's more like plot. Give me story. Give me plot. If that's good, I could care less about whatever you think about the animation. Okay. So I don't really have an issue with like any type of CG stuff. So the medium doesn't matter for no. you. It's no. As long as it's it's well produced. Yeah. Totally get it. Which um, that's another argument kind of um, about uh, 2D versus 3D. Um 2D doesn't get old. We're still going to watch Cinderella, even though we're, like, yeah. cringing at the lines and how unfeminist quality. it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely the audio quality. <laughs> Gosh. But we're not going to really super complain about the animation because it was still pretty great, especially yeah. for its time. But when we see, like... Uh, a really bad CGI film from <laughs> way back in the day. Like, even the first Shrek is kind of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this was our standard? Like, it what? It looks so good. Yeah, Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> um, no thanks. But uh, so that that's one argument that um, 2D is timeless. 3D, you can give an exact date <laughs> to when that came out. Yep. Um, do you, yeah, do you guys feel that way too? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. 3, or 2D, 5 ever? It's just going to keep going yeah. forever. But um, then t- kind of countering that, unfortunately, um, whether or not we like it, CGI sells. Yeah. yeah Everyone's going to go see the new Pixar film. Um, I wasn't really into the idea of Inside Out, but guess what? I went and saw it. I liked it in the end, but um, I knew I was going to see it because it's a Pixar film, and that is what one does. You do not simply not go to the Pixar film, um, as Boromir would tell us all. But uh, And then DreamWorks, I mentioned with Shrek already. How to Train Your Dragon is amazing. Yeah, I love that film, um, and it it sold for sure. It was hugely successful, but um, I, I guess again, it's that argument. Like, would we have liked it better if it had been hand drawn? Like, imagine How to Train Your Dragon hand drawn. That would have been pretty cool. It would have been interesting. But yeah, it's harder to imagine now that we it, have the CGI yeah. product. The, the dragons would be like lacking their textures and everything, and it yeah. look kind of weird. Yeah. So, in some things, I definitely think that uh, 3D prevails over 2D. And one of those things is, we keep mentioning it, how much work, so much work (laughs) is put into 2D. And especially, like, stop motion. While uh, 3D is a lot more viable, a lot less labor-intensive. And... um, one of the articles mentioned, and it was really interesting, it's outside of the Disney stranglehold. Like, there, I, I, I mean, I even mentioned DreamWorks, which also makes uh, animated films, but 3D animated, so as not to be competing with Disney's 2D, which, like, when 
when it man when like an animated film came out that wasn't disney when like the 2d was it it was like sketchy it was like (laughs) this is discount disney kind of thing like we were all thinking it honestly but um so then uh kind of the ultimate question then to uh get to the bottom of this argument between 2d versus 3d uh, would you change history? Would you have it so that things were still mostly produced in 2D versus 3D? Mm, not really. Nah. Because, like, some people, their vision is of their idea in 3D. Like, they see something like, oh, that looks really cool. I might try to make, like, a movie or something. And then, like, they produce what they've made. So mm-hmm. it might change, like, what we have available now. Yeah, like brave as a 2d versus 3d there wouldn't be an entire computer program dedicated to figuring out her hair um we we wouldn't have that in the world uh that would be pitiable but um i feel like this is just the way it's inevitably going to go i feel like we still have movies being produced like ghibli films or um outside of disney um producing 2d films it's just dormant it's not gonna go away forever is kind of how i feel about it but what what about you liz would you change fate if you could time travel (laughs) hop in a delorean go backward a little bit um no i don't i don't think i'd change anything i personally think any artist can kind of do what they want whether it's 2d or 3d animation like Going yeah. back to what I said earlier, I could care less what the what the animation looks like. So yeah, yeah, I I definitely think that uh, we're able to do a lot more too, in terms of like effects and stuff. Like, have you guys seen the trailer for Moana? Yes, I'm so excited yes, for yes, Moana. Yes. Also, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, perfect <sighs> casting, perfect casting. So uh, to wrap up here, we talked a little bit about Eastern animation. We talked a little bit about Western animation. I'm going to get right down to it, guys. Which do you prefer? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Tell me your innermost secrets about how you prefer Japanese animation over Western animation or Western animation over Eastern animation. Because I'm kind of leaning toward I think that I like Eastern animation better in movies because of um, the introspective factor because it's more it feels more like an art form than it feels like something that is ultimately appealing yeah. to children while still attempting to entertain adults the ultimate goal of eastern animation i think is just to be to get the story across versus meet kind of an agenda i don't yeah. like just western influence always feels like it has an agenda a little bit yeah like in the east all of their like films like miyazaki or like in like any of these movies they always like treat them like they're their baby and then they like give them all that love and care and make sure they're perfect and they're beautiful little movie children and like they know everyone will give them love and attention whereas in america it's like okay give me your money (laughs) yeah I yeah. I don't I don't know like is that are we being influenced by just how America is at large <laughs> or does it really feel like these movies are like just trying to get that audience count versus yeah. B I don't know I don't know we're uh influenced by our uh surroundings quite a bit and I'm sure that animators and those that produce them are also influenced by their surroundings but uh 
So, so how do you feel if you have to choose one, east versus <sighs> west? So difficult. Uh, I know my inner Disney nerd is just <laughs> dying inside right now, but I'm oh, gonna no. have to lean more towards like eastern. Do it, betray your inner, inner <laughs> Disney nerd, stab <laughs> your Disney nerd in the back. <laughs> because like eastern animation, I feel like there's just a lot more variety to it i would say like western animation is just kind of you know what to expect from it in a way if that makes sense yeah and like eastern animation is just all sorts of different stuff and most shows reach out to different audiences yeah most if not all yeah i feel it i feel it so jessica to to wrap us up how how you feeling I mean, like, Eastern animation, like, it does look better, and it is more 2D instead of the 3D, so that's mm-hmm. nice. And then just in general, like, they're not, like, afraid to get weird with their movies. Okay, like, that is that is a very yeah. bottom line. Yeah. They're not afraid <laughs> get to get weird. weird. Um, you're not going to see a, a fire in any time in a Disney film saying, may all your bacon burn, <laughs> or someone turning into a giant bird that's also a man that... Uh, and again, they don't even feel constrained, I feel like, by, uh, like, this is a children's movie. Like, yeah. Howl's Moving Castle got heavy quite a <laughs> oh, bit. Yeah. But you're not going to see that in Inside Out. You're going to see, like, emotional trauma in Inside Out, but you're not going to see physical <laughs> trauma <laughs> anyway. Um, and it's kind of all wrapped up in the end, whereas I feel like Ghibli films, like Princess Mononoke, I really want to know. What? Where were we going with that? Are we going to? Is everything going to be okay? Is the, is the forest going to grow back? You didn't give me all the answers I wanted, Miyazaki. So keep making films until you can give me all the answers I wish, or just more questions. Probably more questions. I feel like probably yeah. Probably more questions. But um, thanks for joining me at the movies, guys. This is great. Let's let's put away our popcorn here. So this has been the Anime A-Team podcast broadcast throughout the land of all of your favorite movies. Um, I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today was the lovely Liz Shepard, biggest nerd in the entire universe. <laughs> biggest nerd. You can fight her on this. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> like, she will give you uh, her address here. Just go ahead and spurt it out and they can find you eventually <laughs> and fight you. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Um, and also joining me, I couldn't do it without her. Jessica Marvel, a close second. <laughs> a close second. Fight, 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 fight. Well, that's that's how we'll end it. We'll just chant fight the whole time. Uh, no, you can check out all of our other podcasts here on our SoundCloud, Ball State Daily, or on our site, bitebsu.com. Check out all our interviews that we've done with the various voice actors who have done both Western and Eastern films. Um, and also uh, check out all our previous podcasts of the A-Team and all our other podcasts like The Coven. You should definitely give that a listen. Um, and thank you for joining us.